Hey, she's back. Angela Yee is back. What's wrong with your voice, Envy? I just cracked. I'm happy. I'm excited you're back. Well, you just woke up. Man, I just got up. That too. You got sparkles under your eyes. What's going on? I just got up. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome back. How was your trip? It was good. I was in Punta Cana in the Dominican Republic. A little vacay that uh, we do every single year. I had a good time. I felt well rested. I I felt like, you know how you kind of disconnect from everything? Yep. So I'm trying to catch up on everything that's been going on. Okay. Well, you messed up the Florida intro, by the way. I just want to say welcome and she's back. All right. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. <laughs> it's Tuesday. Oh, now, he, now you care about the intro? Yeah, oh. I mean, I'm here on time, so I might as well do it. <laughs> yeah. now you, I mean, since I'm here. Since you're here. here. Since I'm here, right? Yeah. All right, so what happened while I was gone? Talk to me. Yeah, not much. We just, you know. Not held. much. I heard you did a great job doing the rumors. Held it down. You know, I did it like I did it for TV. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, you are on TV every morning. It's Revolt that, TV. Drop that, on the Clues Bonds for Revolt that, TV. That is true. Mm-hmm. We got a, a nice little balance of ratchetness and righteousness this morning. Mm-hmm. We uh, have uh, com- comedian Lunell. She's providing the righteousness. Now, I'm mad I missed her. Now, explain to the people who Lunell is. They might not know who Lunell is. Lunell is an OG comedian. Uh, you know, they call her the original bad girl of comedy. You know, she's one of those old school comics who doesn't subscribe to the whole politically correct era that we live in. That's so she's right. A, she's a joy to talk to. Yeah, so we'll kick yeah. it with her. And then also, Dr. Oz. He's providing the ratchetness this morning. Okay. You want to explain to people who Dr. Dr. Oz is? He's ratchet. Are you just assume everybody know who Dr. Well, Oz is? You know, is? for some people that don't have a doctor, you know, Dr. Oz don't is, have a doctor. It might be their <laughs> only doctor. You know, every time he comes up, that's where they get their answers and stuff. So Dr. Oz will be up here talking to us this morning. Should be a lot of fun. Since you guys are just talking about comics, I read a book while I was on vacation, and it was the story about In Living Color and how it all started. It's called Homie Don't Play That. So much interesting information really? in that book. A lot of behind-the-scenes things that I know never ever knew about in Living Color, just the relationships between Keenan Ivy Wayans and other comedians of that era, how things that were going on, how it affected the show. And that was definitely the time of the politically incorrect jokes. You don't want to explain to the people what in Living Color is? <laughs> well, Keenan Ivy Wayans. Cardi B and Bruno Mars uh, redid that video, redid that TV show in their video for finesse kids. Right, so anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a lot of comedians got their start on In Living Color, including Jim Carrey, Jamie Foxx, Tommy Davidson, David Allen Greer, and um, even more people auditioned. Like Martin had auditioned to be on the show. Uh, Chris Rock auditioned to be on the show. But it was basically kind of the stomping grounds for everybody. J-Lo started off on In Living Color. She mm-hmm. was one of the dancers the on the show. Girls. And girls they actually talk about that and the whole dynamic between Rosie Perez and J-Lo. But it's a great book. So okay. I'm excited for that. And shout out to everybody that came out to the club last night. club last night was rammed. It was it had a great time last night. I seen on the champ, Floyd Mayweather was at the club last night. He was chilling. So I seen him out there last night. 
But shout out to everybody who came out and had a good time last night. Let's get the show cracking. Front page news, what are we talking about? Well, right back to it. We'll talk about Waffle House. The shooting suspect is jailed on murder charges. Also, a van in Toronto just jumped up on the sidewalks and actually killed 10 people. We'll give you more yeah, information He just jumped up on the sidewalk. Somebody drove it up there. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll talk about that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get some front page news. Now, NBA basketball last night. The Rockets beat the Timberwolves 119 100. They lead the series 3 1. And the Jazz beat OKC 113 96. The Jazz lead 3 2 1. Now, I thought that series was over. Mm-mm. I thought it was up 3 1 yesterday. Mm-mm. Now, let's talk oh. about the, the uh, Waffle House shooting. Yes, a tip from the community has led to the arrest of Travis Reinking. It was shortly after 1 p.m. He was in the wooded area near his Nashville apartment. Now, I'm sure I saw you guys talked about this. It was in the Nashville area at a Waffle House. He's accused of killing four people. And it was a frantic manhunt after that. They told people to stay in their homes, do not be outside, while Ryan King was on the loose. They were warned to keep their doors locked and everything. According to authorities, Ryan King did not arrest when a detective drew a gun on him. He had a backpack that contained a firearm, ammunition, and a flashlight. They said that... uh, he was outside of the Waffle House for about four minutes looking at people inside, and that's when he got out and killed two people with an assault-type rifle, two people outside the Waffle House, and then he went inside and killed two more people before James Shaw Jr. seized a moment of opportunity when the gunman had stopped firing, and the two of them tussled for a minute, and he managed to get the firearm away from him. Drop one of clues bombs for James Shaw, man. Now, just last summer, Ryan King was arrested by the Secret Service for trespassing near the White House. He also had told... Uh, first responders, he believed pop star Taylor Swift was stalking him a couple of years ago. Possible. And he also had told police that he made, uh, his family also told police he made comments about killing himself. So he was charged with unlawful entry for the whole situation at the White House. And at the FBI's request, they took away his firearms and gave them to his dad. But apparently it looks like his dad later returned them to his son. And he should so be charged. So now his father could potentially face charges. He should be charged. For transferring weapons to a person knowingly prohibited from possessing them. Absolutely. And I, and I do, be charged. And, and I wish that terrorist, that member of Vanilla ISIS would have killed himself. Because then uh, four people would still be alive today. Now, is it true that he got a bail? I'm hearing he got a bail. Oh, I don't know. I don't see that here. Oh. You know, first day know. back. I don't he know what's sh- going he on. He should definitely be charged. Now, what's the next story? What are we definitely talking about? Toronto. Let's talk about Toronto. Should... No, yes. his, his father should be charged. Oh, his father, yes. All right, 10 people are dead and 15 people are injured and they are saying uh, it looks like a deliberate act. A driver of a van plowed into multiple pedestrians in Toronto and they have the suspected driver. Alec Manassian is, Manassian is his name. He's in custody, so he was arrested in a white rental van less than 30 minutes after police received a 911 call. They are saying that Manassian was previously known to Toronto authorities and that he did leave a trail of destruction nearly a mile long. So they said it looks very deliberate, definitely. Stuff like this definitely uh, sets my anxiety off, especially when you live in a city like New York. Then you could be walking on the sidewalk at any given moment. Right. And, and it, I mean, stuff like this has happened. I mean, it's happened, before. especially in time. It happened in Times Square. Yeah, absolutely. Ten people dead, fifteen injured. Very That's sad. In Toronto. All right. And Toronto's such a nice city. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The people are pleasant there. Like you don't expect stuff like that to happen in, in Toronto. I know. Well, those are our tragic stories for this morning. For nothing, nothing, Grace. nothing good. Nothing happy. Well, Jesus I mean, Christ. Welcome back, E. Yeah. I'm I mean, back nothing. To, I'm back at it. <laughs> Nobody had a baby. Nobody. Uh, I'm sure people got a scholarship. Babies. Well, you know, drop one of clues bonds for James Shaw again. That's a 
James Shaw Jr. That was a good story. Yeah, that's a positive note and all that. Well, it wasn't a great story, but what he did was amazing. But that's front page news. Yeah, that he actually managed to make that happen. He doesn't consider himself a hero either. I loved his answer, though. That was real. He was like, well, I was trying to save myself. (laughs) (laughs) He was was like, I'm trying to save myself. And in the process, I saved some more lives. But that's that's, that's the reality of the situation. He was trying to save himself, as he should have. All right. That's front page news. Now, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent, hit us up right now. Maybe you had a bad night and you just need to vent. Or maybe you want to spread some positivity. 800-585-1051. Get it off your chest. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Rick Saunders from the Natty, man. Hey, what's up, Rich? Get it off your chest, bro. Hey, hey, I seen Plies made a post yesterday about how these cops keep killing unarmed black men. All these white guys will be doing these mad shootings and killing, get took in jail. It's ridiculous. Right. I just had to get that out of my chest. Okay, bro. Hello, who's this? Hello. Hey, why you sound so mad? Mama, get it off your chest. Oh, I'm mad. I'm mad as hell. Why? Why are you mad as hell? <laughs> because my supervisor texted me yesterday and was like, bring me some breakfast and you ain't got to come to work. <laughs> Wait a second. Bring me breakfast and you don't have to come to work. That sounds like you a good trade off. He, he be looking out. He be looking out. And I'm like, all right, it's Monday. I ain't want to go. You said he's a manager? Is this he... morning. But how do, you bring the bre- how do you bring the breakfast without going into work? He ain't going to work either. Oh, so he set you up. Bring what it to kind the of crib. job is this? And now, now I'm on my way to work and I'm just mad this morning. Well, he set you up, boo. Was he a manager or supervisor or something? He was a supervisor. Oh, okay, okay. Well, tell him he owe you. And stop and stop having sex with your supervisor. That's not going well. No, 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 I'm not. Oh, my God. I don't believe you. Yeah, you want to, now you want to hang up. <laughs> Hello, who's this? This is Tiara. Hey, Tiara. Get it off your chest, mama. I'm so sick and tired of these deadbeat fathers that you ask them to do the bare minimum and they can't even do that. Oh, boy. What you ask them to do? It's your second time calling in two weeks now. <laughs> no, I never called before. Honey. Yeah, there's a lot of people that are sick of that. What, what you ask them to do, Mama? First of all, I work overnight. I work at a jail. All I ask my son father to do is keep him three nights a week while I go to work. I pick him up in the morning and take him to school. It's nothing that you have to do but put his ass to sleep. And he can't do that. Mm. Well, well, you got into you know what you was getting into when you got into yeah, it. She probably I, did not know. Oh, he got into it. I don't like you. She did not know. I don't like you interrupting. I don't like. This is your boy because you don't let him in your house. My boy. I don't my boy. You let him in your house. You let him in your house. Who is this? Who? Say his name. A chef. A chef. I let a bunch of chefs in my house. Wow. And we got a deadbeat chef. I got a bad deadbeat chef. Listen, I don't like you. I don't like you interrupting that chef's quality time with his girlfriend to drop off his son. Okay. How dare you? Throw him in, Grace. you're such a family man. If you see him, you need to tell him about it. I don't know. I don't know which chef. He has a lot of chefs. I got a bunch of different chefs. Y'all had him on the breakfast club one time. Y'all let him come up here. We had a chef on the breakfast club? Is his food good? Yeah, his food is good. I'm I'm sorry, So basically, this is Envy's fault somehow. Is he from a reality show? It's he, not Envy's fault because Envy would never know because he's such a fronter. He likes to make it seem like he's something that he's not. Is he on a reality show? I never had no reality show no, in my house. No, he ain't on no damn reality show. I don't know who you he talking about. We had a chef he on the You just got to name names, He got to be Jamaican. I got a, a bunch of Jamaican chefs. He Jamaican? No, he's black. Oh. 
Well, Jamaicans are black. What? <laughs> well, some Jamaicans. He's not a He's not West Indian. Well, congratulations to you, boo. No, I'm I'm sorry that you can't get no uh, sake and all fish in the sake and all fish in the one. What's it what's it called? Aki and sawfish. Aki and sawfish. Saki, that's Japanese. <laughs> Whatever. I'm sorry you can't get no Jamaican breakfast in a good father. I'm sorry. Wait, wait, is he is he from Long Island? No, he's from Jersey. Oh, Forget it. Know. Emmy just has I, I no idea know. who I'm it sorry, is. I'm sorry, Mama. All right. Have a blessed morning, I'll tell boy. all the chefs to all make sure hints. they take care of their kids. <laughs> all you deadbeat chefs out there. Uh-huh. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Let's go. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? Yo, this is Dane. What's up? What's up, bro? Get it off your chest. Hey, man. I'm out here driving out here in the low country, man. Shout out to Charlemagne. 843, what's happening? What up, Charleston? Hey, man, I've been listening to you since I was a young boy coming up in the metro, for real. Hey, man, I'm old. Hey, for real. <laughs> I just want to say, get these big trucks out the fast lane. I'm trying to get somewhere by 7 o'clock, and I need y'all to move. You know what I'm saying? That's right. Blow your horn at them. Oh, believe me, I'm blowing horns as I pass them. You bobbing and weaving in traffic. I feel you. All right, bro. Hey, and I love all y'all podcasts, man. Y'all keep doing y'all thing. I'm really blessed in general because I'm just a blessed individual. But y'all keep doing y'all thing. My brother out there. South Carolina all day. Hello, who's this? This is Drew out in Virginia. Hey, Drew. 757. Get it off your chest, bro. What's going on? First off, I just want to say I'm blessed. I woke up this morning. Envy, Angela E, Charlamagne and God. I want to thank y'all for giving me to more getting me to work every morning. I love listening to y'all on the radio. But uh I just want to say I'm a little upset, you know. Because of the shooting out in Tennessee, with it being a white guy, you know, it's, he's immediately labeled as, you know, just a murderer. He's got problems. But if it was a person of color, Trump would be tweeting up a storm talking about he's a terrorist. You know, this, that, and the third. And it just doesn't seem right. You know, this well, is Well, he is a terrorist. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter what but Trump he, said. It doesn't matter what Trump says. That, that man is a terrorist. Yes, he's a he member, is definitely a terrorist. He's a member of a domestic organization called Vanilla ISIS. But we we all know he's a terrorist. But what's the media going to label him as? You know, it's, it's, it's just not going to go down that way. The Breakfast Club like, is the, the Breakfast right. Club is part of the media, sir. The Breakfast Club is part of the media. In case y'all haven't noticed, that man is a terrorist. All right, a member of the organization Vanilla about, ISIS. Y'all are amazing. You get the news out there, but. Does, does all of America listen to y'all? Now nah, it's, it's, it's well, Jesus Christ! Thank you for reminding us we ain't really. Sh- damn it! God man. damn! All right. <laughs> all right. Does all of America listen to us? No, all of America don't listen to nobody. Well, shout out to all right? a couple people that do listen. <laughs> but a nice portion of America listens to us. It's like a nice portion of America listens to other media outlets. Hello, who's this? Jesus. This is Alicia. Good morning. Hey, morning, Mama. Get it off your chest. I just wanted to call and spread some positivity while I'm on my way to work, getting ready to get off the car to go in. Okay. Good morning, DJ Envy. How you doing? Today? I'm doing lovely, Mama. Let's hear the positivity. Tell us something positive. Good morning. I just really wanted to call and tell you guys to have a blessed day, and I listen to you guys every morning on my way to work, and you guys are hilarious. Well, thank you. You have a blessed day as well. We really appreciate the positive energy from you this morning. What you going to eat, Ma, early this morning? Pancakes? Nah, I ain't even eating that, and I'm about to go in here and work hard and build cars all day. Oh, I thought you said you about to go eat. No, I'm I'm going to work. Oh, okay. you you build cars? Yeah, I work at Honda. Oh, wow, that's all dope. Right. You went okay. to school for that? Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> what that pay a year, if you don't mind me asking? About 60. Oh, okay. somebody need to get you pregnant. Uh, no. You got them well, good I benefits and stuff? Early this morning, you saying the crazy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, enjoy your day at work, mama. 
You too. You guys too. Have a nice one. You too. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. Yee, we got rumors on the way? Yes, DMX may be in prison right now, but he has all kinds of offers pouring in. We'll tell you what they are. Also, Tracy Morgan, find out who slapped him. Okay, we'll get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk DMX. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. On The Breakfast Club. So listen up. Nah, 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 nah. Well, DMX was sentenced to serve one year in jail after being convicted of tax evasion in March. But here's the good news. While he's there, he is doing very well, and he's been writing a lot of lyrics. And everybody's reaching out to him, trying to do an autobiographical project on his life. Salute to DMX, man. DMX should not be in jail. DMX, a long time ago, should have been in some form of rehab or something. You know I thought I mean? he has been in rehab, though, several times. I think he's been in rehab he a couple times, yeah. yeah. And I don't understand why we send people to jail when they uh, have tax problems, when they should be out working to get the money. To get the money. Because right. yeah. when he gets out, he does have to pay $2.3 million in the restitution. Mm. Now, it doesn't have to be right away. They are going to take monthly installments of 10% of his gross monthly income. But so. why not do that to begin with? Like, you get hit with a tax lien or something, why not let the person work and just garnish their wages? Like, why send them to jail? I never understood that concept. It makes no sense. All right, and speaking of jail, Bill Cosby, today is the day that they are going to finally be doing their closing statements, and that's for the retrial for Bill Cosby for three counts of aggravated indecent assault for the alleged drugging and molestation of former Temple University staffer Andrea Constance. That trial been kind of quiet, right? I mean, other than the young lady trying to rush him in the beginning, right? It's been... Well, yeah, I mean, been there's been day, updates. It hasn't every been like before, though. Day, yeah. They mm-hmm. actually, yesterday, uh, the lawyers rested their case. So today's closing statements. His wife, Camille Cosby, is supposed to attend today, according to a spokesman. She's been not really there for the past 11 days of testimony. Now, on Cosby's defense, they're saying that Andrea Constant is a money grubber who preyed on a lonely celebrity as she tried and failed to make it in sports broadcasting. For the prosecutors, they did call an additional five women who accused Bill Cosby of sex assault, which includes supermodel Janice Dickinson. They all took the stand? Mm-hmm. Yikes. Five different women. Again, because they had to take it the first time, so this is the second time they're taking a stand, right? Uh, I don't know or did they for use that all testimony? of them, but okay. I know five women came forward this time that uh, have, have accused him. Mm, that's crazy. They, that that seemed like that case been really quiet. It's only been 11 days of testimony, too. That's a long so, time. Yeah, Especially if all those people taking a stand. People like yeah, I mean, people? every single day there's been updates, but it hasn't been anything, like, you know, crazy. So mm. we're just giving you this update because we should hear something soon. Uh, Colin Kaepernick, he's going to be honoring his mom for that VH1 Mother's Day special. And that's happening on May 7th. Dear Mama, a love letter to moms. Are you guys getting ready for Mother's Day now? Because I'm trying to do something really special for I ain't my mom. I ain't tell you no lie. I ain't even know what Mother's Day was. <laughs> yeah, mine is not. It's May 13th. Mine is a little Mother's bit because that's the day of my anniversary. So that's my wedding anniversary and Mother's Day. So I got a, I got a bunch of other It's mom. a good feeling to plan things in advance. I'm just going to put that out there for everybody. So you have time now to try to plan something special for your mom. But Colin Kaepernick, uh, the full lineup has not yet been announced. But we do know he will be there. And uh, VH1 posted, it takes a great to make a great. Colin Kaepernick will honor his mother on Dear Mama, a love letter to mom. We told you before, that's being hosted by Anthony Anderson, and Lala Anthony is co-hosting. Yeah, I feel like I, I, I do special things for my mother all the time. You know, my wife, the mother, who's the mother of my kids, so, yeah. I do, too. I just kind of want to do something extra special. Mother's things Day is go, always whack. The food is always well, whack. well, you want to make sure. Restaurants well, are overly packed. Make them feel really special. If I remember, I'll, I'll do something. Take it to Red Lobster. 
All right, Tracy yeah, Morgan. It. He said that he had dinner <laughs> with Morgan movie, Freeman, but Morgan Freeman yeah. slapped him. He was on The View, and here's what he had to say. I got a call from my agent, Steve Smook. Morgan Freeman wants to have dinner with you tomorrow. Wow. And I dropped the phone. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically God. I'm so excited at dinner, and I'm talking a mile a minute, he's, stop. <laughs> and will Morgan Freeman do this to you? That's love. So he said he got slapped across the face to slow him down because he was talking so fast. And Morgan Freeman slap you? Could you swing on Morgan Freeman? Or no. You can't, right? That's like no. your granddaddy popping you or something. Definitely right? can't. I'm sure it wasn't a super on. hard smack. But shout out to Tracy Morgan. I was actually with him in Brooklyn before I went on vacation in Bed-Stuy, and he actually redid this whole basketball court in Marcy. So, Morgan, Marcy Playground. Morgan Freeman is at, he is that age where he can get away with damn near anything. He can't. You know what I'm saying? He can't smack slap you, him. talk crazy to you, and you just got to take it because he's 700, 700 years old. He said it's love, too. Morgan Freeman slapped him out of love. I know Tracy was from um, Marcy. Uh, he's from Brooklyn. He's from Tompkins. Oh, okay. But it's right there. It's like two blocks away. Okay. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your Rumor Report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. When we come back, we have comedian Lou Nell joining us. Lou so Nell, nasty ass. We'll kick it with her when we come I back. I mean that in a good way. She's the original bad girl of comedy, okay? <laughs> so don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Everybody, it's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We have a, a special young lady with us this morning. Yes, sir. <laughs> Comedian Lunell. Yo. Now let the record show Lunell uh, asked me to undress her this morning. No, you okay. did. So if it ever comes out later that I, I she didn't give me consent. No, me too over here. Huh? <laughs> I seen you pull her shirt off. She asked me to. Okay. All right. And we always do what we're asked to do, don't we, Charlemagne? Yes. <laughs> Be a good boy. Mommy don't have to spank you. <laughs> Now, I walked outside and I heard uh, Charlemagne say, wax shit nasty. And then I heard Lunell yell out, I like him nasty. Yes, child, nasty is good. <laughs> People ain't nasty no more. They can't be. They get in trouble nowadays. Especially uh, comedians. Well, you be nasty with your mate. You know, yeah. be nasty with your with your partner. Mm. That's what happens. You get in these relationships, you quit being nasty. Now there go your man out the motherfucking door after the next nasty bitch. You should have stayed the nasty bitch you was when he met you. you. So you think that's what it is? You think women are just afraid to be freaks nowadays? I don't think they're afraid. I just think that, well, I think a lot of women are uh, inhibited. Okay. Especially maybe some of my big sisters out here because you feel like, oh, you know, this ain't tight and this is rolling and all that. And it is. But you just got, there's a whole crew of motherfuckers out there who love that yeah. I know. I got one. It's going to be skinny for sure. You got you a man that loved the, what, the rolls? Oh, you married? Okay, I'm even I've been married. married for 17 years. Hey. On, the on the low. Don't tell the boys that. <laughs> on the low. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I keep it on the low. I don't put my husband on social media, no pictures, because if they do that face recognition in the penitentiary, we're then <laughs> there he goes, back to the yard. Do you still enjoy comedy? You know, because it, it seems like comedy's gotten a little tighter now where you, there's certain things you say now, you get in trouble. I don't get in trouble for saying anything. I say absolutely everything that's on my mind, but I've been that way for 30 years. Mm -hmm. They call me the original bad girl of comedy. I've had a mouth on me since the gate. I think it might have held me back then. I was even too dirty to be on Def Jam, if you can believe that. I never really? did. And I'm swole about that. Studio 54 and Dev Jam. I never got the experience in New York. I'm dead. Oh, they told you that? They was like, yo, you too? No, nah, they didn't tell me, but they just didn't ever let me do it. I'm the only fool that came through that era that didn't do Dev Jam. But I did nine seasons of Comic View, 
which is way cleaner than Def Jam was. They just was hating, just hating on me. But um, I made it despite that. Mm -hmm. And the times have changed. So now, you know, my sort of style of genre is almost missing a really blue female who is what they call guy funny. You know, not just funny to the women, but funny to the dudes, too. It makes me very happy to look out there and see men bent over and spitting out their drink and stuff like that because men come not expecting to enjoy a female comic. You come just to appease your God, go see this broad. But when you really kill it, mm -hmm. that's why they call me L Murder. The L is for Lunel Murders because I'm killing these bitches out here. <laughs> and... um. So that's why when I when 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 guys come in and they they see me and I see them having a great time, it's wonderful. To answer your question, yes, I do still enjoy comedy. Not I, I everybody knows that I have a problem with the with the insta fame, quote unquote comedians. I wish just wish there was another name for them besides comic because you know I think of comics. I'm thinking of Lenny Bruce and you know Rodney Winfield and Robin Harris and Pryor and. Cosby and Joan Rivers and Miles Mabley, those are comics to me. But, you know, just because you have 387,000 likes does not a comic make. You haven't done anything. That There's beauty in the struggle. Mm -hmm. Sure, everybody wants to make it fast and quick, you know? But there's beauty in the struggle. What stories are you going to be able to right. tell, you know, uh, uh, that led up to your legacy? Not. <laughs> You know, you're not going to have no stories to tell. Is oh, because I got so many likes and they picked me up from YouTube and I got my own show and that was 15 years ago and now nobody knows who the f*** I am anymore. Isn't it, other, isn't it like another form of comedy? Like you got stand-up, you got it some comedians. It is another form of comedy. Yeah, comedy, so, some comedians are funny on TV, some in movies, some in online. Right. Yeah, you know, I mean, it is a genre for sure. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm just as prone to do a video as anybody else. But I'm not basing and hoping my career on that, you know. Right. But I'm already established. These kids got to get in however they fit in, and I ain't mad at them. It's just that when you have to serve it up, when you have to get off Instagram and go into a club, and you got 350 people looking at you like, what you got? Then you need to have something behind that. Because, you know, that time's going to run out, you're going to look f***ing stupid. Does it, does it bother yeah. you that, that a lot of these, I guess, Insta comedians are, are getting... People in the buildings are getting a lot of money or, and, and they're not really funny at times? Yes, of course it bothers me and not only me. I'm just one of the people who speak out about this because I'm not a fake bitch. You know, I, <laughs> I, I, I know it bothers a, a lot of us OGs because they're getting paid more than us. And it's not even, I don't do it for the money, but I certainly would like to get compensated for being one of the bad ones out here. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And when you see people just do, you know, buying houses and shit, and they've been on YouTube for like three years. It's like, this is bull****. So I'm not going to lie and say it don't bother me. It bothers, me, it bothers a lot of people, but I don't know who's going to say it, but I will. You know what I hate? I hate that uh, comedians are being so politically correct nowadays because y'all don't have to be. I don't, and I'm not. And, and you know, I was out in Nyack. I wasn't in Brooklyn, and my audience was like 80% white. And I guarantee you I didn't change narray word because <laughs> I can you know, I can go entertain the Jewish, you know, city council as well as go to the YMCA and do a show. But I don't change it because my subject matter is mostly child relationship and sex-based, mm -hmm. which is universal. Mm -hmm. Anybody white, anybody Latino, anybody trans, anybody anything 
can come to my show and they're going to fall out laughing because everything is universal. My my audiences are like on a cruise ship. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you just come to have fun and you're sitting next to Joe Bob who's sitting next to Jamal who's sitting next to Becky, you know, and everybody's all there together. And that's what I like being able to do. All right, we have more with Lou now. When we come back, keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Comedian Lou Nell's in the building. Now, we had uh, Monique up here a couple of months ago, and we were talking about her Netflix special. What, what did you think about that? Because you're an OG comedian. I saw the picture you posted on Instagram. You said, Netflix, I'll take that goddamn money. Yeah, I will take that <laughs> money. Let's be clear. But um, first of all, I've said, and I say at the beginning of my shows on stage, no matter what you think about her, no matter what you've heard about her husband, that is all irrelevant. She's f-ing right. Like, we're underpaid. Uh, Angela Bassett has said the same thing. Uh, Viola Davis has spoken on it as well. And, you know, every now and then, I like to see somebody who don't give a f- and they just name name, call people on their sh- and let the chips fall where they may. Mm-hmm. Now, I wouldn't do it like that, you know, but she's there. <laughs> I'm going to leave that to her. But, um, you know, two years from now, she'll do something else amazing. They'll be all on her dick again. I've seen this a hundred times, you know what I mean? You go down, you come back up. But somebody had to speak on the issue. At least the issue is being spoke about now. Right. And so that, I, I thank her for that. So what happens when the next, uh, like, what would it say, like, somebody like a Tiffany Haddish, when she gets paid from Netflix? Well, she's gotten paid. She's gotten paid, yes, yes. Well, Tiffany is a friend of mine, I like to think, and I think that she is riding the f***ing wave right now. What you gonna do? Not take the money? Goddamn right. You know, and uh, the wave don't always last forever. So you better grab it. She's cute, she's young, she's perky, she's quirky. She acts kind of stupid, but she ain't stupid. Not at all. At all. And she, I really don't think that the Illuminati going to be able to come for her without her snitching their mouth. She's holding, <laughs> her, she's holding on to that Beyonce bite story pretty tough. But I think if the Illuminati come and Tiffany had it, they're going to be the f*** with the wrong bitch because she going to put up, do you know these m****s mother- came to me talking to me about that bull****? You know, and I, I just don't think she's going to change. I think she's going to remain the chick that she is, you know? I agree, too. You, Which you, is refreshing. Yeah. And plus, she's older, though, so it's not like she... She knew, you know what I mean? Right, she, she didn't around. just, yeah, she didn't just pop up, but that's what it looks like, you know. Yeah. She just popped up out the sky. No, you can Google her and go back, see Tiffany doing sh- and poorly dressed. <laughs> <laughs> now, you, like, pose, you pose naked. Yeah, for penthouse. For Google, real? Google the picture right now. Man, Do your homework. No, let me see. What I got to Google? Lunel 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 I got penthouse. Black white. You want to see it in black and white? Yeah, no, he want to see it in color. Let me see. Let me see. Color. I want to see that melanin. Let me see. <laughs> That's not all you're going to see. Why'd you decide to pose naked? Well, because they said okay. You know, <laughs> they said I had, okay? Yeah, I had already directed a photo shoot for Penthouse. It was a series they had called Pop Shots. Mm-hmm. Stevie J did one. Mm-hmm. I did one. Dave Navarro did one. And uh, you get to pick the models you want. They give you a mansion, and you can be in the pool, in the bed, on the kitchen. And all that. So we took over the mansion, and... I got everybody I wanted. I wanted a boy who looked like Fabio. We got my boy Alejandro. (laughs) I wanted a chocolate sister. The light-skinned bitches get all the shine, so I wanted a dark-skinned sister. Yeah, and then I wanted a a red-haired white girl, not a blonde or brunette, and I got See, look at that. It took three hours hours to do that graffiti on on my back. Go ahead, Lunel. See them? That's right. (laughs) They real? 
Yeah, they real feel them. No, no. Don't be scared. <laughs> no, no. If you're scared, go to church, Charlamagne. Because somebody going to screenshot the picture with just me with my hands on you. I'm going to get a t-shirt to say, I gave permission. <laughs> I gave permission. Did Penthouse pay good? Um, No, mm. unfortunately. They did not. But the, uh, and I thought that, see, I want that, that picture with the graffiti on my back. I want that to eventually hit the Jumbotron in Times Square. Mm -hmm. You never know. Hell, I might host New Year's Eve, Rockin' Eve one day down there. You never know. And then that, that, everything is possible. Right. Everything is possible if you believe. The Bible say that. There you go. Now, um, you know that Remy bring out the scripture in the bitch. <laughs> I see. And even in these pictures in penthouse, you had your cup of yak. Yeah, I did. What about it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Def Comedy Jam, you say you never did it, right? Never did it. So when you heard the allegations about Russell, Russell, how'd you feel? How do I handle this? Take a sip, take a sip first. Take a sip. Let me sip my... Take a sip first, take a sip first, take a sip first. Take a sip first. All right, there you go. All right, now. Now ask the question again, Charlamagne. Now, so you didn't do Def Comedy Jam, so when you heard the allegations about Russell, how did you feel? Well, that had nothing to do with me not doing Def Jam. That was the work of Bob Sumner, who used to cast the... My guy, Bob. Comedy. I know Bob. Mm -hmm. My man. Yeah, I used to get weed for Bob when he come to Oakland. How about that, Bob? But he would never put you on Def Comedy Jam. No. Mm. But that's okay. Um, well, there's things that I know. Uh-oh. And there's things that I probably shouldn't say on your very popular radio slash television show. But I'll tell you something in your ear when we get off here. And I just know them allegations, they probably going to stick. God damn. Now. Jesus Christ. You might as well just say what you know now. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Let me see. Get pour some more Remy, Oh, don't ply me with alcohol. <laughs> Give me something right in here. <laughs> this is exactly how I lied. That's all I need. That's all I need. That's all I need. <laughs> What was the question? Ask the question again, Charlamagne. Oh, oh, I'm not going down there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ask me something else. You're going to get me murdered before I get about this. <laughs> what do you think about other comedians uh, critiquing other comedians publicly, like saying they're not funny and stuff like that? Faison came up and he said Dave Chappelle wasn't funny at one time. I think Michael Blackson was, you know, had his little stuff with, with Kevin Hart. Well, if I was to do that, I'd have beef with everybody. <laughs> So I don't do, I don't really, I just, the only people I ever really talk about is the millennial social media comedians. That's it. Mm. I don't really hate on on, on my fellow comedians because we're really all in the same gang. Right. You know, I think the older comics do show some loyalty. Now, Faison, you know, his old fat, bitter ass, he done talk, came up here and talked about me before, too, but I just let it roll off my back and then I called him. Yeah, he said, I think it was, a, no, was he here? I might have been on Sway. Probably Sway. What'd he say? Yeah. Oh, just some old stupid shit, you know, something that's totally uh, ain't got to do with nothing. I don't pay a phase on no mind. We've been friendly for years. I done got for phase on, so he need to shut the up when it comes to me. And let's just all play nice in the sandbox and be friends. And he'll probably watch this and say, that bitch ain't never got no for me. Well, you don't think he gets it on his own, do you? <laughs> <laughs> Now, you, um... Now I'm in trouble. <laughs> now you are. You fine. Now, now this shit gonna go down. You fine. That fat, funky, bitch, fuck you now. What else you got, bitch? I'm fat. You ain't got no more than that. Okay. We have more with Lunell, comedian. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. 
Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We have Lunell comedian in the building. Charlemagne. Now, uh, Tori Hart. Uh, she she said that she's cool with side chicks. Would you be okay with your husband having a, a side chick? Nah. Nah. Ask what I'd be okay with me having a side piece. Would you be okay with having a side piece, Lunell? Why you look out the window? Is he? Because my husband's right out there. Oh, but the that I want to give it to is right over there with them Tim's on. That's my man Wax. Yes, <laughs> Wax on, Wax off. Tell Wax come in. Uh uh uh. Leave him there. Leave him there. <laughs> Tell him come here. Real uh, quick. I make my top lip uh, moist. Tell him come here. Uh-uh, he make me sweat on my top lip. Don't do that to him. Don't do that. See, my husband stays in his lane. He can't hear. He can't hear. He can't I know hear. that. He can't hear nowhere. He oh. Wax, wax. Wax it down for a second, I want to give you uh, some uh, man. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't say that. You can handle it. You can handle it. I didn't say that, but it's absolutely accurate, and you're probably accurate as well. Yeah. She, she said she like him nasty. How nasty? Real nasty. How nasty? Tell me something. Mm. You don't like to eat ass. <laughs> oh, well, then forget it. <laughs> <laughs> I got to have that. Yeah, I got to have it. I got to have it. So you like your butt? Well, Why? my ass is sweet, I've been told. I mm. stay very clean. I'm a bath girl. I believe that season booties should go under fucking water. I get it? Yeah, but that's like, but when you wash if it. If you smelt my ass right now, you would go. <sighs> Wax, smell it and let's see. Let me see. Come here. Come here. Let me see what you got. Back it up on him one time, Luna. <laughs> see, you ain't really nasty. Can't see. Let me see. Back it up on him one time. Ooh, smell it. Smell it. Smell it. Smell it. Smell it. Tell me what that thing smell like. <laughs> What that booty do? I'm in trouble too. It's all over. We may as well make a plan because we're both now. Oh my god! Oh my goodness! Now, thanks, Wax. Now, I would give him the business that motherfucker right there. Don't get it wrong. I love my husband. I love him like I kill a bitch about that mother. But you know, have you ever I don't cheated? mean I don't want to f wag. So, have you ever cheated on your husband? Yeah, he knows. <laughs> Why you say it like that? Like duh, because we were separated for a while. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, like we've been married seventeen years, but all them years wasn't in a row. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We had yeah, a little yeah. summer siestas. I like how you clean that up. Yeah, I'm clean, <laughs> Charlamagne. Now, now you were uh, Wendy Williams' comedy coach too, right? I was. There was a comedy coaster. What, what did you do? Well, it was amazing how it even came about because just the day before I got the call, Chris Rock was on the show. And I'm like, she could call anybody in the world right. and get them. But mm-hmm. she called me. That was a blessing. Mm-hmm. And see, Wendy did it right. She hired somebody to help. She would do her comedy like in the studio mm-hmm. at night, you know, to the um, to the crew and stuff. And then she would send me tapes, and I would critique and send send my 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 comments back. And then when she did the show in Vegas, lipstick, then I was there. And then when she did the show in New Jersey in J. Pack, then I was there too, and I was actually on the bill with her. But don't you gotta like hit them comedy clubs though? Because if you doing comedy, no, crew, stay the f- out the club. See, Wendy don't need that. <laughs> She got her own built-in audience already. Wherever she go, it's going to sell out. Got you. So she don't need to f*** with the club. Leave the clubs for real. Comics who are working out. She did her sh- in theaters. 
if you're Wendy, why not do a theater? Why are you asking the club? Did you consider her a friend? Well, she's not real friendly like that. Okay. She's friendly, but only to a point. She does that thing, that social distance type thing. So um, what I consider, no, a friend I could call to answer the phone. A friend I could call and ask for money. Wendy ain't neither one of them. Did, that, did you see it when you when she passed out? What did you think of that? Well, I thought it was uh, terrible, but I sure want to go out like that. You want to go out like mean? that? I want to drop right on stage in front of everybody. <laughs> Go out with a bang. Go viral, bitch. That's how you want to die? <laughs> yeah. No, you don't. Come on, stop. Yeah. I'd right rather die on Do you know there's a thing on YouTube, you know, stars who died right before the audience's eyes? The whole slew of people. I could be on there. Would you rather die on stage or on Wax's face? On stage. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> now, where you, where you at this weekend? Where you at coming up? I'm in Denver. No, Dayton. I'm in Dayton. Dayton, Colorado. Okay. Where is it? Dayton, Dayton Ohio? Ohio. She don't know. Dayton, Ohio. God damn it. Hey, look, I'm f***ing Remy for breakfast, bitch. What you expect? <laughs> Give him a website or something. Uh, God damn. Just go to heylunell.com. H-E-Y-L-U-E-N-E-L-L.com. And then you can find out my schedule. If you want to write me on Instagram or Twitter and say how much you thoroughly enjoyed this broadcast, you can hit me on Instagram or Twitter at Lunell, L-U-E-N-E-L-L. Any oh. positive words you want to leave us with before we no. go? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Lunell. Lunell, stranger, okay? Please, please come back. Yes. I got to tell you, I'm so excited to be sitting here in this seat with so many asses have sat before and I always say god damn it don't the breakfast club want to talk to me yeah. I want to talk to them and lo behind I gotta send a shout out to my girl Claudia Jordan Salute who sort of got the uh, ball rolling after my boy Eddie F thank you for you know responding finally to our emails and uh, <laughs> hollering at your girl so my publicist Mary Moore thanks you my manager William Lee I thank you. You know that's Eddie over pleasure. there, right in the corner over there. Is that you in the corner? Yeah, that's the guy that responded to you. slow email at responding. I ain't scared because you over there. I'm <laughs> supposed to be scared. I ain't scared, Eddie F. Is you that music producer, Eddie F guy? Oh, you the fake Eddie F. <laughs> he ain't even who we thought we, he was. <laughs> <laughs> it's It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. <laughs> the Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Kim Kardashian. It's about time. What's going on? Yeah. Yeah. Rumor report. Rumor report. This is the Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. Well, Kim Kardashian is going to be working on something else. Now, I know you guys know all the Dash stores are closing, which is their family-owned stores, the Kardashians. So they're not doing that good? I don't know why they closed down, but they're, I've never been in a dad store. I've seen it. There's one over here somewhere. but Yeah, there's one in Soho. There's, mm-hmm. There was one in there Miami. Is? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it looks like now she's going to be doing her own line of lingerie and shapewear. And that's going to be the same people who did the good American jeans. Those are the jeans that Khloe Kardashian had. Which, by the way, those jeans sold $1 million worth of denim in a single day. Wow. So there you have it. So now she's going to be doing that. And, you know, the Kardashians, no matter what you think of them, it seems like whatever they do works out. So uh, that's next for her, shapewear and lingerie. All right. Now, in the meantime, Khloe Kardashian 
has been pretty quiet since having her daughter, True, but she did post, I genuinely wish for all of my siblings that they find everlasting happiness in all that they do. Life is short, and at times we put so many others before us, but one of our priorities should be our own happiness. Once you have that, it trickles down to everyone around us. I sincerely wish happiness and peace for my sisters and brothers. Now, how you say everything the Kardashians do tends to work out, but then you go, to a, go to a relationship business that didn't ventures, work out? Business oh, ventures. Business okay. ventures, I said. Business okay. ventures. Because you see Kylie, well, <laughs> she's not a Kardashian, but Kylie Jenner's makeup line, and then, of course, the Good American Jeans, when uh, Kim Kardashian did her app. Just a lot of business things have mm-hmm. been profitable for them. All right, R. Kelly, imagine being his daughter, because he does have a daughter. And Mm-mm-mm. she's an artist, by the way. She's in Atlanta. And they did ask her on TMZ about the scandal, and here's what she said. I don't have much of a comment. It's, a, it's very close to my heart. It's just hard because his family matters, you know? Yeah. Overall, it's, it's hard. I try not to speak about it too much, but it is what it is. Man. I feel terrible, but... Are you too close? I mean, we, we're family. Yeah. So <laughs> we're going to deal with each other. Okay. That means no, they're not close. That's it's awkward conversation that's crazy. to have, right? How can you have a daughter and be as predatory to women as he has been? I would think that that would eventually change you over time, right? You would hope it would. You would hate something to happen to your daughter. So how could you even imagine doing that to somebody else? How would how would he feel if a girl? How, how old is she? First of all, uh, um, she looks like she was about eighteen, maybe yeah, seventeen, eighteen. Yeah, she was like a teenager, and teenager, her name's yeah. Joanne Kelly. Her Buku, artist I think name her is name Buku. Is. Buku, yeah. Buku, yeah. So if you're a teenager, I wonder how he would feel if a fifty-year-old man was uh, dating his daughter. He wouldn't know. He probably doesn't speak to her. And let's oh. not forget his publicist, his lawyer, his assistant—they all quit last week. So mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. Have you guys watched that documentary they have on BBC about R. Kelly? No. Anybody? Mm-hmm. I heard it's really good. It. While I was away, I was trying to watch that, but I couldn't. Not interested. When somebody shows you who they are, you should believe them. Pull so it up. I, we, we've been know who R. Kelly was. All right. The Fast and Furious franchise has something else happening now, and this is all courtesy of Netflix. It looks like they're going to be doing an animated show. It's a straight-to-series order. It's going to be based on Vin Diesel. Uh, well, based on the, the show starring Vin Diesel. So should be pretty interesting if you're a Fast and Furious fan. Correct? Mm-hmm. Correct. All right. Are they going to uh, let Tyrese do a voiceover? I'm sure. It's part know. of the franchise. They have to. They probably have to go to bat for him. I'm not sure how that's going to play out. All right. Bow Wow, in the meantime, I don't know if you guys I just saw seen this. Yeah, I've seen this. But he just um, posted and he said that he feels like jumping off this balcony. Bow Wow. Knock it off, bro. You was just up here on the Breakfast Club. Shad Moss. You told us why you felt suicidal at times and it was because you've been to Australia one well we actually we actually have some audio of when Bow Wow was up here on the Breakfast Club and here's what he said you put a scare into everybody when you tweeted out uh, suicide I guess fell backwards and everybody thought oh my god what's going on Mm -hmm. did you feel like okay maybe that was a bit much because people were so concerned when that happened and it had everybody going crazy but it turns out it's the name of your album nah it's because that's how I was really feeling you really um, wanted to kill yourself? Yeah, there's been times where I've been saying, like, I don't want to be here. Because pe- what people don't understand is, like, I done lapped the world eight times. Sometimes I just question life, like, damn, like, what else is there for me to do? Like, what, what's the next phase? You don't have like, anything left on your bucket list? No. You got a daughter. I mean, yeah, of course. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 absolutely. But as far as, like, want to accomplish or... First of all, here's the problem. If the name of your album is Suicide Spelled Backwards... Every time that you put on social media that you want to attempt suicide in some way, shape, or form, I'm thinking it's a marketing ploy. Well, he, he I'm had, sorry. You see the rest of the tweets? I'm about up? to, yeah. Mm-hmm. He said, feel like jumping off this balcony. Then he said, I'm sorry, but I truly don't want to be here no more. 
And uh, somebody said, don't do it. Think of your mom and beautiful daughter. I'm sure whatever's bothering you will get better. He said, no, I'm not going to do nothing. It was just a figure of speech. I woke up to bad news. You don't think it's a marketing thing when you when you see the album's called Suicide Spell Backwards, though? I oh, he might really feel that way. I think he does feel that way. That's the reason why he named it that, I guess, cause because he ain't been he Aust- like Because he's been in Australia too much? Well, I don't no, know. I think I he's mean, dealing with more than that. I think Bow Wow's really messed up in the head. Man, he I, I said think he's he stressed Aust- out. He said he's been in Australia too much. No, that was, That's he, what he said here. I'm just, I am just can only judge a man by what he said. Oh, my goodness. Like, I don't ever want to belittle whatever yeah. somebody's feeling or how they're feeling, but um, he did say he's not going to do anything. So right. if you were concerned, you know, it is what it is. Reach but, out to him anyway, just in uh, case. I wish him the best. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right, Charlemagne. Yes. Who are you giving that donkey to? Uh, we need a young lady named Jasmine Barkley to come to the front of the congregation. Uh, Jasmine Barkley has been caught in some mayonnaise madness, and uh, she was accused of racism, and somehow or another she's using me in her apology letter. What? Terrible reference, Jasmine. Terrible. We'll, we'll talk about it. All right, we'll get to that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Charlemagne, say the gang, donkey of the day. Charlemagne. You are Donkey. <laughs> it's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the Day does not discriminate. I might not have the song of the day, but I got the donkey of the day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, <laughs> man, hit it with the heat. Uh, yes, yeah, the Breakfast Club, bitches. Who's Donkey of the Day today? Well, Donkey of the Day for Tuesday, April 24th, goes to a young college student named Jasmine Barkley. Jasmine attends William Patterson University, where she served on the board. Uh, I believe it was the William Patterson Greek Senate Executive Board because according to their Instagram, she resigned yesterday. Now, the reason she resigned is because Jasmine is a white woman who uh, you know, along with her friend decided to let the N-word fly in a couple videos on Twitter. Now, Jasmine's friend is a cheerleader at Penn State University and I already told you Jasmine goes to William Patterson University. Now, as legend tells it, and according to William Patterson School newspaper, The Beacon, the newspaper quoted Jasmine as saying she was upset that her friend was harassed for singing along to the lyrics of Freaky Friday by Little Dicky and Chris Brown. Now, when I first heard this record, I told y'all what was going to happen in that song. Uh, Little Dicky absolutely positively called you the N-word through an N-word. Now, Jasmine decided to get online and ask the question, is it wrong for her to say the N-word if it's in a song? Let's go to Jasmine Barkley's Twitter, please. Appropriate for me to say nigga if it's in a song and I'm singing the lyrics, or is it not appropriate for me to say nigga? Let me know. Mayonnaise. That is just pure Hellman's mayonnaise right there. So disgusting. Now, here's the thing. Uh, White people, if you have to ask the question on whether or not the use of the N-word is appropriate, don't say the whole word. Please, 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 please don't say the whole word, okay? I mean, it's just... It's just not necessary. It's not necessary to say the whole word when asking the question, okay? When you're asking the question, just say, hey, can I use the N-word in a song? Don't you think? Mm-hmm. Huh? And, you know, it, it didn't even bother me. Uh, it didn't bother me that she asked that question. I'm not offended by that question because, see, this question has been asked for a long time. First time I heard this discussed was Girlfriend Season 2, Episode 13. It was the uh, sister, sister episode. You remember that? When Lynn's Caucasian adopted sister Tanya came to town and Tanya <laughs> loved black culture and she was rapping along to a Jay-Z song, if I remember correctly, and she said the N-word. So it is a valid question, okay? I can see how a white person can be confused and ask that, especially when so many of their favorite artists who happen to be black use the word. I get it. None of y'all are riding around listening to the clean edits of any of those records, okay? They don't, clean, they don't play the clean edits of those records in parties. I get it. So asking the question wasn't wrong other than her saying the whole word, okay? 
that you know, so that was that was light mayonnaise. Uh, but this next video I'm about to play is where the mayonnaise got heavy. All right, and too much mayonnaise ruins the sandwich. This is Jasmine's friend, and I believe this is after they asked the question on Twitter and getting didn't get the response they had hoped for. Uh, I'm sure people told her no, she can't use it. So Jasmine's friend said this. Boy, Whoa. The, boy, the white This is crazy. Mm, 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 mm. This was at Willie uh, P? Yeah, William Patterson. She, the, that girl went to Penn State, though, but, this uh -oh. was at, but one of them go to Willie P. But the white devil's so busy, man. What in the name of Miracle Whip is going on out here in these streets? Now, I don't know that young lady's name. I just know she is a Penn State cheerleader, and I can't believe she's still on the cheerleading team. Do you really want someone on the sideline who may at any given moment break out into a chair of N-I-G-G-A? No. You don't need that, all right? Same way J Jasmine Barkley had to resign from William Patterson's board, her friend from Penn State should have to step down from cheerleading, okay? If she already has, correct me on social media so I can correct myself. And if you know her name, let me know too so I can give her the credit she deserves for being stupid. Now, Jasmine has apologized. And the reason I found out about her apology and found out about this situation, period, is because I somehow ended up in her apology now. Because you're an N-word? Shut up. Now, <laughs> now, I'm not reading all of this mayonnaise-fueled manuscript, okay? But this letter was published in the WPU Beacon, and it's titled, An Open Letter to My Friends, Peers, College Community, and Niggas Who Would Like a Better Understanding of the Statements Made in My Video. Oh, no, that's others. My oh, bad. I was like, oh, she said that in the letter. <laughs> she starts off by saying, I am not a racist. Uh, the video has been misconstrued in many ways across the media. I admit that the place and context of how I presented my question was insensitive. Uh, manny's, 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 Manny's. Okay, let's get to some good stuff. Manny's, Manny's. Oh, Jasmine says, when an interracial group sings along the lyrics, including the N-word, people don't call out those who are not black. Uh, for singing along. I posed the controversial question because I was upset that my friend was harassed for singing the lyrics to Freaky Friday by Little Dicky and Chris Brown. I was simply questioning why one race has more rights to freedom of speech than another. Mayonnaise, 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 mayonnaise. mayonnaise. Okay, oh, okay, here. Here's where the mayonnaise manuscript gets of interest to me. Uh, Jasmine Barkley says, Lenard McKelvey. And in parentheses, put Charlemagne the God, was posted on a YouTube channel speaking on this topic in the video. He states, until blacks stop using the N-word, we can't get mad at nobody else for using the N-word. Uh, manage, 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 manage. Oh, Charlemagne feels it is hypocritical for a person to use the N-word and expect others... Uh, to not use it as well. Another so you co-signed it. You co-signed it? Shut up. This was 2013. Anyway, another <laughs> comment he makes is about how if Martin Luther King Jr. were to come back to life, they wouldn't be shocked by white people using the N-word, but by those of the black race using the N-word. Okay, I would like to put a lid on this jar of helmets because this is all out of context. First of all, this video was done in 2013. Totally different climate, and we weren't talking about white people using the N-word in a racist context. We were talking about white people using the N-word the way we use it, and in songs. Man, I understand you did ask the question at first, but your friend was just being disrespectful, and the fact you posted that video of your friend lets me know you wasn't sincere with your question to begin with. Now, I still feel it's hypocritical to get upset at them using it in that context uh, because through music and other outlets, we are giving them a reason to use it, but understand, Jasmine, I don't speak for all black people, okay? That interview was from Vlad TV, and he asked me how I feel. You know, if you are white and choose to use that word as a white person, you have to deal with the consequences, Okay, and repercussions of that. And in this climate, in this Trump era, you are a devil damn fool to use that word in any context. I don't, I don't care which one of your favorite rappers is saying it, all right? Don't let one of your favorite rappers cause you to get your ass beat, okay? I told y'all that Freaky Friday song by Lil Dicky was going to cause these problems. I understand this art, but Lil Dicky shouldn't even feel comfortable calling people the N-word through an N-word. Now, this is where I was tickled at. 
All right. Jasmine referenced me saying if Martin Luther King Jr. or other black historic figures were to come back to life and how they would feel about the N-word. Let's hear what I told Vlad TV in 2013. If Martin Luther King Jr. or Malcolm X was to come back alive today, right? You know what they'd be shocked at? They'd be shocked at me using the N-word. They'd be like, brother, what is your problem? They'd be in utter shock. It's like that episode of Born Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was looking around at these motherfuckers like, what the f are y'all doing? Like, this what we died for? Now, Jasmine. You left out the part where I was referencing the Boondocks. You know the Boondocks is a cartoon, right? Okay. Mm. <laughs> Season 1, Episode 9, called Return of the King, where Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. came back and couldn't believe black people was using the N-word. By the way, that episode was controversial when it aired. You know why it was controversial? Because people did not like uh, them depicting MLK Jr. using the N-word in the episode, okay? Actually, MLK Jr. said it's the ugliest word in the English language. Play that clip. And I know some of you don't want to hear me say that word. It's the ugliest word in the English language. But that's what I see now. Miss. It's a cartoon. And Martin Luther King Jr. is black. Okay, key word, he's black. All right? So what have we learned this morning, Jasmine? One, the fact that you referenced me referencing the boondocks is legendary. All right, but understand that mm -hmm. is a hypothetical scenario from a cartoon, and I stand by what I said, but it's still a hypothetical scenario from a cartoon. And number two, the most important thing that you or any white person needs to know is that if you're white and you use the N-word, I probably won't care if it's in the proper context, but I don't rep for all black people. If you use the N-word, no matter what context, you have to deal with the consequences. Okay. So this How are you going to use the N-word asking can you use the N-word? That's too? what I said earlier. That's just silly. So all I'm telling you, Jasmine, is that this is your mayonnaise mess and you have to clean it up. Mm -hmm. All right. So please give Jasmine Barkley. And I just found out the other woman's name is Caitlin Listro, the biggest hee-haw. <coughs> all right. <coughs> all right. Well, thank you for that donkey of the day. Now, when we come back, our resident doctor, Dr. Oz, will be joining us. So we'll kick it with Dr. Oz when we come back. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Our guy, Dr. Oz. Welcome Wait, back. Thank you, my friends. I, I you know, every time I look at the videos, you're throwing money up in the air. So, you know, it's okay. You gotta How do much something. Is that? No, that's a hundred, dude. Oh, oh, darn it! Shoot! Once it hits the floor, it it's becomes property of the state. <laughs> okay. Now, I, I finally met Oprah, man. Oh, yeah. what'd she say? You told us about the stories you've been talking about her. No, she 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 walked up to me. Uh, we was at the Wrinkle in Time premiere, and we we had oh, a nice yeah. little conversation, man. She's she's everything I thought she would be. She's remarkable. She's All energy and spirit. The fairest person I've ever met. Mm. Uh, and she she has to make a lot of decisions. But when you call her for advice. She'll let you go. She's a real mom. She'll let you talk and talk and talk. And by the time you're done talking, and she asks all the questions to keep the conversation going, eventually you sort of know what you need to do. Yeah. And then she sort of makes it clear to you, and you move on. And every time we've ever had, obviously she's my partner, so you have to discuss a lot of stuff in different areas, stuff that can often be uncomfortable, never with her. I think it was Photoshopped, the picture of those two, because we haven't seen any other pictures, just the one picture he posted, and it's mad blurry, Dr. Oz. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna, I'm gonna text her right now. I'm gonna find out what she really thinks happened. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I'm serious. Say, say, what do you think of Charlemagne really? He told me he met you. Okay. I'm serious. <laughs> I really want to know this. All right. It'll right. help with my mental health, Doc. Fine. How many? All right. I'll, I'll send your note. I want to start with detoxing. It seems like detoxing is the big thing right now. Everybody's detoxing and they're doing their own different types of detox. What do you think the detox does for the body? And is it good? Definitely good. 
Uh, it's not a weight loss technique. Mm-hmm. Just to be clear, it's not about starving yourself. That's not how you detoxify. Most people are starving right now, mm. even though they're overweight. So what you want to do is, ideally, find a plan that allows your gut bacteria to repopulate the way it needs to be, rest your liver, rest your intestines, detoxify, and then you eat the nutrients you need to fill your body. So you shouldn't be hungry when you detox. Mm-hmm. So like, this week we actually have an apple cider vinegar detox. And I use that because it's the number one home remedy now in America. And interestingly, although it's been used for decades and people didn't know why it was working, we now know it works by helping the good bacteria in your gut prosper. Remember, you outsource digestion, right? You don't digest your own food. The bacteria do it, and then right. you, you absorb the nutrients. So the most important thing for you to do is take something like an apple cider vinegar. Then we give you yogurt. So we feed the good bacteria, and then we give you bacteria with the yogurt. And those kinds of detoxes work fantastically well for that reason. I love cabbage detoxes because they are not all fluid, so they have a little substance to them, but they rest your liver because they give you all the, pre, the building blocks to make new liver cells and, and keep the liver cells healthy. They take out a lot of toxins in your body, and they have enough substance to get your poop moving. You said detox isn't good for weight loss. That's why a lot of people do them. I know. They take seven pounds in three days. That's why I always shouldn't. highlight this. You shouldn't. Mm-hmm. But again, if you're starving before your detox, and then you starve yourself doing your detox, you're not rejuvenating the body. The whole purpose of a detox is that you feel alive again. I think most of us are walking around in a cloud, in a mist. Mm-hmm. And the, the, right, the biggest epidemic we have in America is you're not aware of your life and you're lonely. So detoxes are designed, and they've been used in spiritual practices for years. It's calorie restricted often only because you're supposed to be freeing yourself from having to digest food. But they're not starvation plants. They should have enough calories that you don't feel like you crave it. The first day is usually hard because you're, you're actually withdrawing from the foods you're eating. Right? Most people don't actually ever have hunger even. They feel pangs in their stomach. When they eat, they don't feel good. They feel relief. Well, what does that? Drugs, mm-hmm. right? So when you truly are detoxing, you only eat because your body says, hey, I need a little nourishment right now. But it's very clean, very pure. And you ought to do a detox for three to five days, not a lot longer. Mm-hmm. And after that, you go back into a diet. Now that you've rebooted your taste buds, that is a great weight loss approach. Now, so high nutrients, low calories. I'm on a detox now, and I'm doing um, fruit, water fruits, whether it's uh, avocados, um, Melon, pineapple. Anything that bursts in his mouth. Blood oranges. Exactly. Things like that. But you know what? You know, people ask me, he's, he's an ass doctor. I don't even. That's why you love him. him. That's why we love him. I mean, Charlemagne, you put the ass in the word. It's right there. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I don't, I don't feel hungry. I, I have more energy eating fruit and, and things like that. But the problem is, is when people are around and they eat other things, yeah. the smell of that just makes me just want to. Yeah, that detoxes are hard to do unless everyone's doing them. Like the fruit detox, as you point out, paradoxically makes you feel great, right? Mm-hmm. You think about it, you're giving up a lot of the foods we think of as nourishing, but you feel better. How's that work? Well, if you're doing it and you feel good and your whole body is in a pure spot, so your smells coming into your body aren't stimulating the wrong factors, you're hopefully reading and thinking and praying and saying stuff that takes your body in a different direction because mm-hmm. consciousness is our most powerful tool and using it for in, in the right way. Well, everyone can join that, but you start to introduce different kinds of stimuli that are designed to pull us away. It's interesting you said that, uh, you know, when you detox, it helps to take away that cloud from your mind. I, I get that with therapy. I didn't yeah. realize that something physical could do that because I used to work out. I work out all the time and I still would have that like cloudy feeling with therapy, like kind of just move, organize the clutter for me. I, I don't think you can just do one. It's supposed to be the mind and the body. So working out gives people clarity usually. Uh, meditation helps a lot. Prayer helps a lot. Taking a couple of minutes just to just sit by yourself. I always tell women, go to the bathroom, but don't tell anyone that, you, that you're in there just to pray. You know, just put the lid down. You're not really going to the potty, but people won't bother you there. Take five minutes and just process what's going down in your life. That's when you start hearing that vibrating sound coming that, from the bathroom. Exactly. It feels so good. Uh, but that's, <laughs> but that's, but that, think about it. I mean, that's, at, at its very core, you don't just want to work hard. You want to work smart. Mm-hmm. And when we don't work smart, we throw away a lot of who we are, the opportunities we get. But food is the ultimate 
tool because our body spends so much time digesting and dealing with toxins you just put in your body or toxic influences mm-hmm. that may not be poisonous that your that you can't go back to what you need to be able to focus on and we see this happening over and over again and that's why ancient spiritual practices usually had some type of detoxifying foods uh, they had a physical uh, uh, stress and then there was the mental part which therapy meditation talk whatever but whatever it was would get you there and you put that together all of a sudden you're living life again as opposed to you know wandering like the Walking Dead, which is what most people are doing. Now, what are we What are we seeing when it comes to like the effects of uh, smartphones and stuff like that? Because it's the weirdest thing in the world that we're connected to all of these people all the time, but people are feeling more lonely and isolated than ever before. Well, this week we have the Healthcore Gala, mm-hmm. which uh, again I thank you very much for being part of Charlemagne. Mm-hmm. And Healthcore is is this big kids health uh, foundation, and our focus very clearly is to get people to people young people teens. The, and re- realize the power they have, eat pro- accordingly, respect their body for that, test the body through physical activity, but most importantly, mental resilience. Mm. And mental resilience is about knowing that what's happening inside your body is so critical. If you can't control that, you can't change the world outside of it. Mm. And so phones take that away from you because they disconnect you. Listen, our brains don't have to be the size they are. They evolve to the size. We can hunt with a walnut-sized brain. They evolve to do two things. Read each other's facial expressions, as I'm looking at now with envy, and to hear and process voice, as people at home can do with us right now. Mm-hmm. Right? So when you can do those two things, you realize all kinds of subtle stuff, clues you're being given that are subconscious. You can't ignore all those things. Phones pull those away. Mm. Right? You're getting ping, 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 and they're designed for that. It's not an accident. We have a show uh, that's completely focused on technology and how it's, it's crafted to hijack your brain. Mm. It feels good to get pinged with that stuff all the time. A little push notification here, a little quick buzz uh, there, you know, a little bit of here. That's the true vibrating of the body. Right? And you can't look away from that. And it's not an accident. There's a class being taught in a college campus right now teaching men how to ask women on dates. Really? Jesus Christ. Because they've never done it. But I, it's I'll, not their fault. No one, they don't know what they don't crazy. know. No one's ever told them. They just text and they get on dates. They never actually, what are the words you use? How do you actually approach someone? Because you're asking them for something, to, right. for them to trust you. Smartphones are making us socially awkward. It's a whole socially awkward generation. Don't even know how to look people in the eye and have a conversation or nothing anymore. I, I mean, it's easy to blame them. But I, since I work in schools all over the country, these, they, these young people, they want to know more. But they're not getting it. How can they get something we're not giving to them? It's our jo- it's our job as the older generation to supply that, not on the nose, banging them in the head. They want it. Give it to them in the way they need to hear it. All right, we got more with Dr. Oz when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We have Dr. Oz in the building. Charlamagne? You know, I wanted to ask you about food as well. I was talking to Charlamagne about this. When we were younger, it wasn't that many people, I feel, that were having cancer, but now it seems like everybody's dying from cancer. Everybody has cancer. Do you think it's partly because of the food? Yeah, I think the environment, the food. Uh, listen, there's also the fact that we are, we get keep we get people who have cancer. They keep them alive a lot longer. I mm-hmm. mean, the advances in cancer therapy are shocking. I, I'm talking about year to year dramatic improvements. This is just last week for the first time we were able to show we could uh, stop people dying from the most aggressive lung cancer. That was a death sentence historically. Um, but the, the, our bodies are designed to function. At a certain weight, obesity is still number one cause of cancer we don't appreciate. Because when you gain weight, you turn on hormone systems that are supposed to be turned off. Mm. And those hormone systems turn on cancers. A lot of the estrogen-based cancers, uh, especially the ovarian cancer, breast cancer, they're, they're, they're linked up to obesity. <clears throat> we also have big issues with, uh, with the fact that well, we have environmental toxins we didn't have before. Babies have t- hundreds of chemicals in their body. We can't, we're, not, we're not designed to cope with that. It's very interesting that obesity can lead to cancer now. I never knew that. Because people get so upset when you tell them that being fat can lead to health risks and they throw things at you like, skinny people 
Cat Alfred too. Well, it's how you say it, Charlemagne, right? I, mean, I was going to ask I, you, that. I can, how would I can, you tell somebody? Because Charlemagne would be like, hey, fat ass, lose I don't weight. say that. I don't say what that. What would you say? I say, if you don't lose weight, you're going to die. And I don't want to help be one of your pallbearers because you're going to be too heavy. So, so you say that with some love in your voice, which is important, and I respect that. I, I generally find that, that people know they need to lose weight. They look in the mirror and are reminded of mm-hmm. it. And so much of weight loss is about the internal di- di- you know, dialogue around that issue. But if you don't look in the mirror, if you won't take a picture of yourself, then you're ashamed of your weight. So telling you that you got weight problems isn't helping. I tell folks, listen, if someone you really loved, really cared about, was putting what you put in your mouth, in their mouth, what would you tell them? Whoa, it's a good time we have yeah. right now. Good time. <laughs> and, 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 <laughs> it's going the wrong direction. <laughs> now, what else can we expect, uh, I guess, this week? we got. So I'm going to visit the Pope, actually. Really? Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's a conference in the Vatican for uh, ethics and medicine. And so the, it's, the Pope is actually Pope attending, parentheses, pending world events. Wow. <laughs> And we're doing, you know, we're doing a lot of true crime on the show these days, which people are always surprised by, but it's done very well for us. I mean, tons of people watching because they hear about all these stories, but they want to make sense of them. They don't understand it. And the, sh- the brand of the show, you know, we, got, we have the Emmy Awards. We were mm-hmm. nominated again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Congratulations. For, Congrats. Thank Congrats. you. Yeah, two. You got two nominations. Yeah, best yeah. show and best host. But we get nominated because people trust us. Best host? And, eh. Eh. <laughs> eh. Again, Oz. But, the, but you know, our, we want to apply trust to things beyond just what foods to eat. We do food investigations, which we're doing a lot of uh, this month, uh, because, you know, we want to know what's in your fish sandwich. You know, is meat really a problem? Uh, is butter good or not? So we do food investigations, getting into that. But the true crime arena has opened up because people want to know what really happened. I'll give you an example. You know those 13 kids in California that their parents starved them? That's a Turpin family. Right. Mm. So why would parents make children, right, bear children, and then starve them and torture them? It doesn't make any sense. So it's hard to get these people to talk, but they trust me. So the, as long because they know I'm not going to hurt them. I just want to understand what went down because mm-hmm. it's hard to hate up close. So I got the sister of the mother, uh, the, the 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 aunt of all those kids to come on the show. They're from West Virginia, mm-hmm. and not shockingly, she, as she began to talk, she shared that they were abused as kids, and it, it wasn't any kind of abuse. They were basically given away by their mother. Mm-hmm. So you begin to think, well, why would she do that? Well, they didn't have any money. Well, who bought them? The mother's father was buying the grandchildren. And all that is painful and hard to hear. But as the conversation went down, I, I said, well, listen, wait a you were abused and you didn't abuse your kids. What happened to your sister that made her do all these bad things? Right. And she broke down and said, I, I don't hate my sister. And I know people aren't going to understand that because what she did seems, I'm not defending it, seems reprehensible. But I just want to tell something that really happened in my life. When my grandfather would come for me, my sister would push me out of the way and go in my place. Wow. So... What happened that allowed her to go from that self-sacrificing, obviously loving little girl, because she was probably 11, 12, 13 years old at the time, to the woman that would abuse her children? I'm trying to understand that, too. But those are the questions all of us have to address. Because we have a media circus now where we take these stories and we make simple, easy polemics out of them, you know, one-sided stories. It's more complicated. Our brain that's so elegant, so beautiful, able to do so much, can take us in such wrong directions. People want to know what went down. And so uh, I, I'm going to see. I'm going to search for happiness and for joy. And joy is different from happiness, right? Happiness is an effervescent bubbles coming out of your soda pop. It's flighty. It tickles your tongue. Feels good. But that's not what you want. What you want is joy, which is a deeper understanding of the meaning. What's why you're here and making sense of some of these crazy, wacky, often criminal cases advances that. 
and helps you deal with life more effectively. So I'm willing to tell those stories, and I think that's why it's resonating with the audience. And see, that's why you're nominated for Best Show. I finally figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> you got good producers. Like, y'all put together good shows. Yeah, well, I thought the producers, as you know, the angel, they're, they're the, the, the power star. Now, question, Dr. Oz, before you get about it. I, I just have one question. When you go to the supermarket or, or any store, Trader Joe's, Whole Foods, supermarket, grocery stores, there's a million and one waters. There's this water. There's spring water from this place. Like, what water should we be drinking as people? Well, first of all, just drink water, period. Mm-hmm. Uh, Does the water matter? Is just water's water? Some water tastes better to some people. Mm-hmm. Uh, the pure water that's been just gone through glacier water or more levels of limestone are better. The ones that have been chemically purified or filtered, rather, generally don't taste quite as good, but they're still good for you. I'm not, not worried about it. My biggest problem with bottled with bottle water are the bottles. There was a whale pulled out of the ocean over the weekend that had 60, 70 pounds of plastic in its belly. Really? Yeah, it, it had died. We have land masses that are the size of North America you know, that have that are plastic on them. So I actually was looking at a company that makes a biodegradable plastic. I, I, you know, it's expensive, but I wanted to support them just because I think it's a good thing to do. Everybody could hear my voice right now. Ought to get a water filter. You know, or you know, it can be do cheap. They, did it really work for that? Yeah. I mean, you have one for the house, but you still don't drink it. You know, you you still get a bottle of water. No, I always drink mine. And I and I and I tell my kids, listen, don't be lazy. Get the get the glass, fill the water up from because it's filtered. It's same, you know. A lot of this water, they just take it from town water supplies and put it in bottles for you. I mean, we have too much plastic. It's getting into our blood supply. Babies are born with it uh, now because it's in, you know the mom the moms are imbibing so much of it. What? Yeah, it, it, but, but when you look at the umbilical cord blood of a baby that's born, there are hundreds of chemicals in there. And you're not supposed to have all those chemicals in your body. It's probably linked to a lot of the problems that our young people are facing right now. So just make a little contribution. Instead of drinking a bottle of water, get it out of the filter. I think all water uh, supplied in in businesses ought to be filtered as well. It's It's inexpensive. It's good for the environment. It takes two seconds extra. Please, makes you feel better. Gotcha. Well, we appreciate you for joining us. Dr. Oz. If I can give one Oz. shout out. Go ahead. If I don't mind. So HealthCore uh, is a, a big, great organization, healthcore.org. Join us on social to talk to us. Give us tips. We're the one-stop shopping if you want to help teens process life. Hey, three, it's free. Mm-hmm. Take the real age test. Gives you all kinds of tips to stay healthy. It tells you how old your body thinks you are. You'll learn a ton about yourself by answering these questions. Enjoy it. Okay. Thank you. Next Thank shout you, Doctor. One hundred dollars. This one. It's all his. I, 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 payola. Payola. <laughs> it's his. Payola. <laughs> you got to play, play Doctor Oz's song now. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no. oh yeah. I'm dropping a song. Give him plugola. He got a shout out. <laughs> <laughs> all right. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning, Doctor Oz. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. What's Good happening? Morning. What's happening on this fine Tuesday? Angela Yee's back. Yes, we're back. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Eminem. It's time. She's spilling the tea. This is the rumor report with Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. Well, congratulations to Eminem. He celebrated 10 years of sobriety on Friday. I know I was away, so we didn't get a chance to talk about this yesterday, but he posted, celebrated my 10 years yesterday, and he was showing off the sobriety coin that marks that it was 10 years since then. That's dope. That's got to suck, though. I mean, it's good to be Mm -hmm. sober, but, you know, when you're used to celebrating with a drink, or some drugs? How do you celebrate those? Well, after well, 10, 10 years, years, he's probably years, not though. used to it anymore. Yeah, he hasn't he's done it in 10 not years. not celebrating that way, so. Well, toast him with a green juice or something. There All you right, go. well, congratulations to him, though. That's uh, not a small feat. All right, J. Cole, in the meantime, looks like he's going to have his fifth number one on the Billboard 200 Albums chart with his new album, K.O.D., which was released on April 16th. Do y'all love it? Um, it's, I like that listen, album. it's a mood. It's definitely TED Talk music. I think that 
I listen to it like early in the morning, like when I'm on the way to work. But other than that, I don't listen to it throughout the day. But it's a good album. I like but it. it's going to surpass Justin Timberlake's Man of the Woods for the biggest week of 2018. Now, Justin Timberlake's album debuted at number one with 293,000. But it looks like with Drake, he's going to do a whole lot more than that. So it should be exciting. Between 350 and 400,000. That includes streaming. And I'm sure you guys talked about him breaking the Apple and yep. Spotify streams. Well, J. Cole's one of those sure guys. Did. You know, like, like you know, back in the day, it was who's the best MCs? Biggie, Jay-Z, and Nas. And I was Kendrick, Drake, and Cole. Mm-hmm. And he's one of those guys. All right. Well, congratulations to him. Just dropping out of nowhere to those big numbers. All right. And if you guys, uh, I know y'all are fans of Janelle Monet, Janet Jackson, and also Nicki Minaj. Well, they have all announced that they're going on tour. Together? So, well, no. Just oh. separately. So those are three different tours that are going to be happening. So, uh, And that all came out yesterday. Nicki Minaj... Um, said us first and all around the world but there's another surprise you won't know she's going to be doing meet and greets is what it's looking like she's leaning toward who said that Nicki Minaj doing meet and greets Janet Jackson has announced new dates for her state of the world tour and those dates kick off uh, July 11th and Janelle Monet has her dirty computer tour that's about to start as well I don't so. think Nicki ever did meet and greets so that'd be dope yeah, I guess she feels fans. like she That'd said she had her fans waiting for too long. The Her baby's been patient. She said, but please don't hold me to it. She's leaning toward it. Oh, yeah. yeah that's got to get hectic, right? Very hectic. Yeah, I'm sure. Because I know a lot of people that have uh, huge stars, when they do them, sometimes it gets a little crazy. Yeah, it gets too many people. Then, you know, they got to get ready before Remember, the Justin show Remember, Justin Bieber had to stop his meet and greets when he was doing meet and greets on tour before, if you guys recall, when that all went down. Mm-hmm. All right, there are posters of Kanye popping up. It says, Kanye 2024, keep America great. And those posters have been popping up in New York, Chicago, and L.A. It looks like some street artist is the person that's actually been posting up all of that. So, um, yeah, I guess the artist is feeling like, you know, Kanye is keeping America great again. Would you vote for Kanye West in 2020? No. Oh, okay. (laughs) You would? No. No. You thought about it for half a second just now. I'm not voting for no celebrity in chiefs. I told y'all that already. I don't think no celebrity should be the head of state. You know, the only I, I want to see Kamala Harris run for president in 2020. That'd be dope. I don't think we need no more celebrity in chiefs. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right. Shout to Revolt. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Everybody else, the People's Choice mixes up next. Get your request in right now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning.